3: Hour number two of BetQL Daily, presented by BetMGM, coming in hot. Ed Egros, Joe Strowski, Aaron Hawksworth here with you. Still a lot to get to in the program. We've got Von Dalzell with NBC Sports with bets all over the place. We've got Isaac Trotter with his favorite college basketball plays. We'll also share some NBA bets that we really, really like coming up later in the hour. But first, let's talk about Super Bowl MVP odds. And we, when we look at the uh, updated numbers, Lamar Jackson still the favorite to take home the honor at plus 325. Brock Purdy plus 375. Josh Allen at 6-1. to one. Pat Mahomes at 7-1. to one. I guess I'll start with this question for the group. When it comes to Super Bowl Mm -hmm. MVP odds, after what we saw on wildcard weekend, both the surprises and the chalky performances, like, say, from Josh Allen, for instance, how much does this change who we want to add to our portfolio, Joe?
0: Hmm. A little bit. So I went uh, to our conversation last week Thinking there are two teams I want to target. One the NFC, one in the AFC. The NFC one did not play. Nothing changes. I'm not scared off by the matchup, and that's San Francisco. The AFC one, I'm a little concerned about. I don't know that they're going to get through this divisional round. So. That would worry me about jumping in now, but maybe you can find some value, and that's the Buffalo Bills just because of all the injuries mm-hmm. that they've had. They're a short home favorite right now, minus 2.5. That's a little concerning. It, it, Nothing that we don't know, but we started this exercise yesterday, and we had two more games yesterday, so I guess we can continue it. Just of each wild card result, if you're picking an MVP from each game, It felt like it was the quarterback in every game. Or at least that's how the voters would go, right? And, like, Mm -hmm. Josh Allen was runaway yesterday in the first game. Okay, last night, who's the MVP? Is it Baker? I'd say so.
3: Yeah. I'd I'd say Baker, and I think you're right. Like, it would be a quarterback in in every single game, at least up to this point.
0: Yeah. Yeah. I'd agree with that. And then, so you look at the odds, and, you know, most places – Okay, you go bet, bet MGM, quarterback, 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 McCaffrey. Mm-hmm. That's what I find really interesting. So you've got the four favorites and McCaffrey as top five for Super Bowl MVP.
3: You're muted, Aaron. Oh, well, Okay. So, yes, oh, we'll, we'll get back to Aaron in just a bit. I, I, I think when I'm looking at this, like, you make a good point that quarterbacks, you know, are certainly leading the way, and rightfully so, because quarterbacks do tend to win this honor. But if we're trying mm-hmm. to find some hashtag value, I still feel like that there are some teams, despite only having quarterback MVPs in the wildcard round, I still think that there are some teams where quarterbacks could very well become ineligible. Now there are some teams where I think it's the quarterback or nothing, the chiefs with Pat Mahomes. I think it's him or nobody. I think that's just how it works with them with the Ravens. I also think it's Lamar Jackson or nobody. Um, But as far as some of these other, and Josh Allen would also fit in this description, but I do think when it comes to say others, I go, okay, with the lions, for instance, Jared Goff, I don't think is on that same tier as some of the other quarterbacks I've mentioned. So maybe that opens the door for an Amon Ross St. Brown or someone like that. Certainly with the 49ers, Christian McCaffrey could very well win MVP. The 49ers haven't played so far. And that might be ultimately the one team that can break this quarterback mold.
0: Okay, so let's let's go back to the, the teams you said. It's quarterback. It's only quarterback. Let's okay. add the that fourth team in the AFC. Stroud with Houston, mm-hmm. right? Yes, he, he fits. Completely that. agree. So, yeah. all four in the AFC. We're saying it's if they win the Super Bowl, it is probably going to be the quarterback. Would you put Jordan Love there?
1: Oh boy, that's a great question. I would. <laughs> really, I think all the Jordan Love. Um, you know, respect that he's getting, I don't think it's going to be anyone else. I think it would definitely be Jordan Love.
3: <sighs> and, and that's probably the thing is that like, because Christian Watson is just now coming back, I do wonder if say like the offense has evolved without him. I mean, like Romeo Dobbs was really the guy uh, against the Cowboys, as far as like that one receiver who was going crazy. So in that respect, that might be correct. If, say, Christian Watson were there the whole year and it evolved with him, then I think there'd be a really good argument to be made. And also, too, a Joe Barry coach defense, you know you don't have to worry about a Green Bay Packer on that side of the football winning MVP. That we can say for certain. So, okay, so I think we're probably up to five here as far as five quarterbacks who, if the team wins the Super Bowl, it's automatically going to that position. Is that kind of where we are?
0: Yeah, I think Did that's you, fair. hmm You think it would be so Mahomes?
1: Then, Did you talk yes. about the Chiefs?
0: Yeah. I think yeah, that could so. be
1: one where maybe we could go elsewhere, maybe a defensive player. Or, I don't know. Maybe there's some fatigue. Maybe someone else steps up. I could see someone other than Mahomes winning it for the Chiefs. It would
0: ha- It'd probably have to be a crazy Kelsey game, right? Mm-hmm. A With crazy Kelsey jumps.
3: game, and Rasheed nobody Rice? else does anything. Like, there's no right. Rasheed, Wright. I, I don't think. I mean, a rookie receiver, <sighs> no. like, like no. I, I mean, I think there's an obvious. Just because the opportunities haven't been there for him, like he and would if have. Rasheed to Rice is receive. going
1: off. It's Mahomes, and he's probably getting and, it
3: right. Yes, yeah. exactly right. So I, I think the way we're looking at this, five quarterbacks, which means the other three would be what the Buccaneers. <laughs> So Baker Mayfield doesn't have to win it. The Lions, Jared Goff doesn't have to win it. The 49ers, Brock Purdy doesn't have to win it. Is that kind of where we are with those three, and everyone else that's a quarterback?
0: Yeah, yeah. No, it doesn't mean I wouldn't place a wager on a team that I strongly feel is going to make the Super Bowl just looking for value because it's a one-game sample. Anything could happen. Um, But, yeah, I think that's the Purdy one for sure. Yeah, I would say all three for sure. That's interesting because so another way of saying the elite quarterback play AFC and then, you know, the more well-rounded teams, I would say in the NFC so far.
1: Mm-hmm.
3: No, that that's fair. Um, you know, it's funny when we talk about like the 49ers here. Uh, yes, Christian McCaffrey is just eight to one and you have other quarterbacks with longer odds. But look at Debo at 30 to one, Brandon Ayuk 50 to one. To me, I've always felt like Ayuk was sort of wide receiver one. Now, the you know, in terms of recent performances, maybe they didn't bear that out. But in terms of which player I think could go off, maybe he has the higher ceiling, I would lean Ayuk at 50 to one and take that bet over Samuel or George Kittle right away.
0: We talked about this last week. And the, correct me if I'm wrong. I don't think the Niners played a game this weekend. Ayuk was 100 to one. Now he's 50. <laughs> mm-hmm. uh, Bosa is around the same. You get him at 85 to one. I still like that. Kittle came down yeah. a little bit, but it's still 150 to one. But mm-hmm. we haven't seen many of those monster Kittle performances. It is going to be tough if it's if we're going not Purdy. It it is going to be tough to beat McCaffrey. Like, do you envision a Super Bowl Niners win? Purdy's not the MVP, and then McCaffrey isn't heavily involved. That's tough. No,
1: right. I kind of feel like there's got to be a cutoff where, like, you're looking for value, but you also got to look at what might be realistic, (laughs) and that's where I would draw the line. I think it's either going to be McCaffrey or Purdy or Ayuka. I don't know. I wouldn't look for some super long shot on the Niners.
0: No, I mean I would. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, Joe. I would. I I would just go super long shot because Mm -hmm. like the middle range, it's not worth it because you're right. It's probably going to be the quarterback or it's going to be McCaffrey. So if I'm going to go elsewhere, just give me something crazy. Mm -hmm.
1: What about Kate for something crazy? Baker's not winning it. So, you
3: know, I think we have different people. definitions of crazy here. Uh, there, there's crazy, crazy yes. smart, and then crazy Kate Otten, which actually makes for a good nickname hey, that I hope we can. I mark thought you it guys were on involved.
1: board. Now you're jumping. I, I, I yeah, I've you been on board. Get for will back on the bandwagon.
0: You know that, <laughs> but I can also be on board and say he's not going to be the Super Bowl MVP. I think that's that's fair. Um, All right. okay, if not crazy things happen. Let's say we're talking about a buck super bowl. Not Baker who? Evans? Okay. Like who anybody besides the one baby. I like it. Man. One of the more underrated receivers of all to time. One. Is that yeah, still there's available? Yeah. Yeah, yeah, there's a couple at 500. Mhm. Jesus.
1: That is amazing. Yeah. Now that I like.
3: We're- your wide receiver one, this random resurgence. And if this Bucks defense, like if that's a sign of things to come in terms of their overall potential, and maybe, look, you know, the Eagles were, were broken and they need to, you know, you know, blow the dust out of the cartridge, all of that stuff. But if this is what we're going to see going forward from this really pesky Bucks unit to where they can run it back, at least defensively, that's going to be fun. Although it's going to be hard, like if the Bucks win with defense and make a deep run, like who is was Vita Vea, like is he kind of the mm-hmm. the face of the defense? Who would it be?
0: You think he's not winning it? I don't All know. I know. Is great question. I would question, not be excited the about the, the Super
1: Bowl if the Bucks are in it. Like, oh my but, god, we got to talk about okay. that for two weeks.
0: So I'm or, trying okay. to create a path here. Like, what is? Can we see? Tampa Bay Green Bay NFC championship game
1: yes with the is, way this again. NFC is going love is it's not far-fetched. love is on
0: fire love mm-hmm. is on fire right now hey yeah. could that yes Tampa Bay could go to Detroit and win yes pressure on golf of course so I mean we're in the division round. anything can happen these teams are all here mm-hmm. for a reason
3: Joe Tryon Shoyinka? Is he the face of the Buccaneers defense? Like, I don't know. No,
0: there's I'm st- nobody.
3: I'm struggling to come up with that one guy we all look to.
0: It's Evans. Evans is the play. Right. right. Um Yeah, absolutely. It who's is. Detroit? Not golf. It's who? Iman Ra. I, I guess. guess.
3: Yeah, I mean, he's at 80-1 to right now. I think think that number is good. I would take a flyer on that. Like, I know we're talking about guys with even longer odds, but in terms of, like, why the Lions would win, I mean, we could see a path where Jared Goff is just doing little dump-offs over the middle on crossing routes to St. Brown, and then he goes off for 60, 70-yard chunks. Like, there's a pretty good path for that. And in that respect, Mm -hmm. I wouldn't mind taking a flyer as such. Like, or say, like, their little fadeaways to the end zone, and he's winning those. Like, there's also a path for that as well.
1: 150 to Mm 1. I mean, it's tough with the running backs with Gibbs and Montgomery. It's possible, but now you're just like, how many bets are you going to (laughs) have? Like, that just seems more difficult to figure out when it comes (laughs) to the Lions. I think you're muted, Joe. Joe, you're muted.
0: Yeah, I probably wouldn't go down that road. There's just so many. Yeah. The Lions are tough, man. There's so many options. It could be, it could be a Hutchinson mm-hmm. game, you know. There's just mm-hmm. so true. Ma- so many, so many spots to go with that team.
3: Right. I know when we're talking about running backs, like Christian McCaffrey is obviously leading the way, and there would certainly be value, perhaps even at eight to one when it was at ten to one last week. There probably still is value betting on him. Yet at the same time, anybody else at that position, I'm really apprehensive because I think we've been downgrading running backs for so long now that I just find it hard to believe that in this day and age that one of them could just go off, even as a pass catcher, and then we suddenly give them enough respect to win this honor. Yeah. Would there be a second running back, you guys think? Or is it CMC, or then we need to be looking at other positions in general?
0: No, there could be. There could be. Like, yeah. Who are the ones that you could lean on? You know who had a great game against Kansas City last time? Who mm -hmm. could, again, is James Cook. That's who I'm
1: looking at, but everyone's talking about how good Josh Allen, and I just don't see – Yeah.
3: I think yeah. he's in that no. Pat Mahomes territory now. Like, it's him or nobody offensively. Like, you're just kind of stuck in that path, and it's not going to go anywhere else. Like, oh, Josh Allen had a bad game. Well, then they lose. You know, that's the bottom line.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Probably. hmm mm-hmm. But we've yeah. also had those – so many interceptions this year. Could that happen? Like, what's the matchup with an NFC team where they just – Lean on the run game. I don't know. Mm-hmm. It's not Tampa Bay. It's not Detroit. Right. It's not probably not San Francisco. Yeah. yeah, maybe Green Bay.
3: Maybe, maybe. But yeah, you're kind of stuck. This is BetQL Daily, presented by BetMGM. Coming up next, Von Dalzell has been in the lab all week long. He is emerging bleary eyed with bets across a handful of sports. That's coming up on the BeckQL Network.
4: We'll be right back with BetQL Daily presented by BetMGM on the BetQL Network. This is BetQL Daily presented by
0: BetMGM from BetQL.
3: Welcome back to Make Daily, presented by BetMGM. Eddie Gross, Joe Ostrowski, and Aaron Hawksworth here with you. And joining us now to talk about the NFL playoffs and much, much more is Vaughn Dalzell of NBC Sports please make sure to follow him on X at V money sports Vaughn. Thank you so much for joining us. We greatly appreciate it. And something that we have discussed with you many, many times before is your Steelers fandom. So I'll start with a two part question. How impressed were you by the bills performance yesterday? And as far as where the Steelers go from here, who's going to be the next head coach?
2: If there is, I still think Mike, yeah, I still think Mike Tomlin will be the head coach of the Steelers, but I don't know how much more. as Personally, as a fan, I mean, eight uh, eight straight playoff appearances without a win for Mike Tomlin certainly uh, is bothering me more than the winning record that he's been having since his tenure has been here. So there's at some point, uh, you know, one of those two things are going to give. Mike Tomlin's going to need a playoff win to keep his job in a few years. But at some point, you know, he's going to have the reign to leave when he wants to as far as the Bills. Uh, You got what you expected. I mean, we didn't expect much from the Steelers. We knew they were going to run the ball. Uh, We knew Rudolph was going to have to take some shots to be able to move the ball. But one thing I want to point out is McDermott and Mike Tomlin go back to, you know, playing coaching days when they were younger. So McDermott wasn't going to try and run up the score on the Steelers. But they could have had situations when they're up 21-0 before the half. Instead of going for that field goal that got blocked, but it's a 55-yard field goal. You could punt the stealer, punt the ball, force them inside the 10, go into halftime up 21-0 more than likely. Uh, so those type of decisions are something I take note of. And I think the Bills need to be better in those areas, but they did exactly what I expected them to do.
0: Uh, Yeah, yeah. I, I think that was the case for most people. And then we're getting the game that a lot of people were hoping that we would get again in the playoffs. Now, it's not like yeah. last year with Kansas City, but uh, it is Kansas City at Buffalo, and – You know, we were expecting that result with Buffalo yesterday. So there was a lot of chatter about, is this game going to be three? Which I thought was like, come on, dude. That's just going to be an automatic play with so many people. Mahomes in the playoffs getting a field goal. So they put it at two and a half. Two and a half. Mahomes at the Bills. We'll see about the conditions with the weather. That was a big story with Buffalo this week, of course. Uh, But what do you think about this spot? I mean, Bills injuries, man, they won't stop.
2: Yeah, they definitely were adding up there, especially in the second half against the Steelers. And the weather, you know, that's a huge factor. It's one thing to hit somebody full speed in 50-degree weather. But when you're talking 10, 20, 30 with negative wind chills, I mean, now we're really talking about bone bruising. And for this game, I think it's going to be one of those games where we see both teams hitting extremely hard, playing hard. Kind of like the total between the Chiefs and the Bills, as you mentioned. If it was a three, it's kind of an easier decision to make. Now that it's a two and a half, you really got to trust the Buffalo Bills, which is a hard thing. Buffalo and trust aren't two words that go in the same sentence, uh, many times <laughs> speaking. But what what I think that I noted was, well, two things I want to hit on for this game, because I'm looking at Travis Kelsey over 60 and a half receiving yards. Hate going with a superstar in the playoffs because it's so chalky. But Pat for and Muth, that's where they had success was the middle of the field against Buffalo. Five receptions, eight targets, 76 yards for him. He had a 33-yarder that he fumbled on. But Travis Kelsey could eat on that in the middle of the field with those routes. He already did that against Miami, 7 for 71 on 10 targets. But uh, I will note Rasheed Rice, wow, 14-1 to to lead the playoff from receiving yards coming into the postseason, 130 against Miami. Didn't see that coming. Kind of feel like all the value is put on Kelsey now because everyone's looking at Rasheed Rice. So that's another reason why I like Kelsey's over.
1: All right, let's go to the other game on that day. We've got the resurgence of Baker Mayfield saying he loves being wow. counted out. Yeah. Here he is. Bucks at the Lions. <laughs> I love the Lions, but I'm starting to think there's a six and a half out there. This is getting a little bit out of control. I don't know if I can lay the points with the Lions, but it's early. I'm not sure where I'll end up landing. What do you like?
2: Did you lay the three with the Lions against the Rams? I did not. Yeah, I did. So I'm like, what do I do here? Uh, because that looked like a lock after the first half. I mean, I loved how the Lions came out. I bet their first quarter over six and a half against the Rams. You know, first game since 1991 home playoff game. You figured it was going to be rocking. They get the ball first. They probably got on score. Similar situation here where I wonder if we're going to get a three and a half, a six and a half for the Lions. Probably a six and a half in my pocket as far as game props here because a six is a big line for Baker Mayfield. Who will in the fourth quarter down by digits throw a backdoor cover out there in all opinions. So uh, player Mm -hmm. prop wise, I feel like Jared Goff was a pretty solid live bet for me in the under of last game. I like the over 269.5 in this game. I think he'll have to be more active throwing the football. Jameer Gibbs is a guy I expect to be a beneficiary of that. Over 23.5 receiving yards. No way it closes at that. I know you guys probably got on some Gibbs props this year, but it looks like he's probably going to be a guy that I want to bet on in this game, either it's Goff or Gibbs. But I think the Lions offense is going to have to put up a lot of yards here to keep up with the Bucs, who aren't scared to back down, obviously. They're counting out again, Aaron.
3: It's funny how we're going in reverse chronological order, but let's uh, continue the trend here. Packers and 49ers spread has moved to 49ers minus 10 with a total of 50 and a half. Something that we've all talked about uh, all week long is that Jordan love, maybe he is becoming uh, you know, the next great green Bay quarterback. At least he's looked that way over the last few games. Meanwhile, the 49ers offensively just look absolutely unstoppable. There is an argument to be made for the over,
2: but what do you think about spread total props,
3: anything like that?
2: Yeah, I mean, the Niners' defense is still one of the best units regardless of how they looked at certain points this year. So I, I loved what Jordan loved in the last game. I bet him over 247 and a half passing yards, which cashed, I think, somewhere in the third quarter, and he looked fantastic. And it's awesome to see the the growth between Love and these young receivers. I mean, they're all like 25 or younger, all these guys. So they've all come up to coming up together this year and you've seen the success they've had. But uh, I think Jordan Love will have to throw a ton this again this game. It's funny that his line is only 249 uh, and a half 250 and a half. He's probably going to be in a negative game script compared to a positive one last game to hit the over. Uh, so I was looking at Aaron Jones's under rushing yards at 73 and a uh, half. You know, he had a huge game uh, last game mm-hmm. against the Cowboys. He always does against Dallas, apparently. Uh, so I feel like his line might be a little inflated to what we seen last week. Niners will probably force the Packers to throw. And then on the opposite side, you guys spoke about the offense for the Niners being unstoppable. Oh, Christian McCaffrey's a big part of that. He's got an 88-and-a-half rushing yard line. I saw that, and I'm like, that's something that I can get involved with. Uh, hit that two of free playoff games last year, you know, 90-plus in nine out of 16 games this year. You know he's getting at least 18 carries. Uh, so I think Christian McCaffrey's probably a safe bet, but everybody's going to be on him. So I'd rather get it earlier than later in the week.
0: Uh, how are you going to handle the other big point spread, Baltimore, Houston?
2: I think this is probably the worst game to bet. I mean, yeah. oh man, I didn't want any parts of the Browns and Texans. And now you're giving me Ravens and Texans with a nine and a half. This is like a week one spread for the Ravens. Uh, and you it's know, the exact the same spread. Too, so. Yeah, that's 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 why I'm like, I don't know if I can take the Ravens in this spot. You know, the Texans aren't going to back down either. C.J. Stroud looks fantastic. Of course, it's a rookie quarterback situation. Now we're talking about going from playing, you know, a 37, 38-year Joe Flacco compared to the MVP, Lamar Jackson. Totally different situation in the postseason. Uh, but what I looked at here, you're getting plus money on this, plus 100 to plus 110. Is Lamar Jackson over one-and-a-half passing touchdowns? I thought that line was funny. When I looked at his postseason history, of course, he hasn't been in the playoffs since 2020-21. But uh, he's had three straight playoff games with zero or one touchdown passes. Uh, In his first ever game as a rookie, he threw for two. So this number, I don't think it really reflects where he's at as a passer now in his career. This is the best year we've seen him accuracy-wise. He's worked with nothing but injury-riddled receivers, running backs getting banged up, tight ends. Uh, So the fact we're getting over one-half passing touchdowns for plus money... I think that's the way I would go with back in the Ravens here, because I can't take the nine and a half.
1: Wow. Yeah, it's a tough one. I don't know what I'm going to end up doing with that one yet either. (laughs) Is there anything else, whether it's futures or, you know, um, playoff uh, leaders, anything else uh, NFL wise before we get to college basketball that we've uh, left off the table that you wanted to touch on? Um, I
2: had three playoff leader bets um, that I liked. Well, I guess a couple sprinkles. The one sprinkle that's more than alive was Baker Mayfield at twenty to one for passing leader. Uh, I took him and Lamar Jackson at seven to one. Uh, so I still like Lamar. I feel like he's going to have a big game, as I just spoke about. And then uh, Christian McCaffrey rushing leader at plus one eighty five doesn't look as great as good. Look as good with Aaron Jones having a huge game. But if I'm on Aaron Jones under this week and Christian McCaffrey's over, uh, we got ground to make up there. So I still like the CMC value. <laughs> And that receiver, I mm-hmm. took Amon St. Brown as the leading receiver there. I feel like the Lions will beat the Bucks, So his value continues to grow there. Uh, and so does Rasheed Rice for the Chiefs. So those are the two guys I would look at in the receiving market.
3: He's Von Dalzell of NBC Sports. Please make sure to follow him on X at v Money Sports here on BetQL Daily. Let's get to some college basketball. And let's start with Syracuse at Pitt. Panthers six and a half point favorites with a total of 146 and a half. What do you like?
4: And check out amazing national sales event deals on Camrys, Corollas, and more when you visit buyatoyota.com. Offers end April 1st. Toyota, let's go places.
2: I like pit, and I hate it. Because <laughs> going to two pit games already this year, they haven't looked good, they haven't worked out for me. But this is a spot where I circle because win expectancy is something you could look at a lot in college football and college basketball, and uh, when these two teams met a few weeks ago, Pitt had an 85% win expectancy at halftime. They lost that game by eight. And you guys know in college basketball, the viability vi- vi- that we have when these teams can come back down from 15, 20, 12, does not matter. Uh, but for this, this is Pitt trying to avoid three straight home losses. They lost to North Carolina Duke in their last two games. Um, these are two teams that Syracuse has also played. And in those two games, Syracuse lost those by 56 points to North Carolina and Duke. Uh, Syracuse is in a spot where all five of their losses this year have come by double digits. They've all come on the road or a neutral court. Pitt really, really needs a win being one and four in ACC play. And this spread actually opened at four and a half last night when I started digging into it. Grew to five and a half, six quickly. It's out to six and a half, seven at most spots. So I definitely think we're running out of time to play Pitt here. But uh, Syracuse shooting 27% from three away from home with a 21% complete, uh, turnover percentage. Not something you want to buy into. So give me Pitt, who's one at home, double digits three straight times against Syracuse.
0: What about NC State, a short home favorite against Wake? I see a bunch of one and a half, some twos out there.
2: Yeah, I like home short home favorites, but I like home teams. So, State, can you guys believe that they're twenty three and three at home since the start of the twenty two season? It's one of those teams where you're forgetting they one two or three point spread you should be taking them so this is a spot where i look at who's the road team and can i fade the road team wake force 10-0 at home two and four on the road and neutral courts this year so they're one of those teams with those home splits that you can fade and demon deacons uh much like ohio state if you caught that game yesterday against michigan they can live or die by the three Uh, You know, yeah, yeah, hit 41% from three, but they also allow 40% from three. Uh, And you don't want that type of team to be relying on on the road. So I like NC State, top 100 offense, defense. Uh, They force turnovers. still their home court track record, trying to avoid back-to-back home losses, which is another key for taking them. So they're my best bet today, uh, NC State on the money line. We don't play those minus one-and-a-halves or twos, no way.
1: What about Mizzou and Alabama? Uh, can they cover this spread?
2: Maybe. Maybe one of them can, but uh, that's definitely not the way I'm playing this game because I'm, I'm kind of <laughs> nervous of Alabama laying 14 and a half. Like, you need the triples to fall for Alabama at all times. So, uh, I'm playing the Tide team total under 87 and a half. I need to get back to my roots today. I've had uh, two losing days back-to-back in college basketball, and I'm honestly sick of it. Hmm. Uh, so... <laughs> Alabama hasn't hit this in three straight games and you look at all the teams they've honestly played over the last seven or eight like you're talking like eastern Kentucky type teams that they're putting up these numbers on and against the SEC squads they're not and for Missouri you know they force they force turnovers they play a little slower tempo sometimes There's just a team that I think is also like Pitt in a desperation mode where they have to stay competitive so uh, if Missouri does not cover this spread Aaron I will be on Missouri likely on Saturday as a home dog against Florida. We know the home dogs bark on Saturdays, so I like Missouri better then, but I think their defense can keep Alabama under that 88 mark today, so I'm taking that team total under.
3: Good stuff. Let's get you out here on this. I know there's been a cold snap across the country. You're based in the Northeast mm-hmm. where it's been snowing and miserable. How are you holding up? Oh, terrible.
2: Yeah. Um, <laughs> I, uh, yeah, it's been nothing but uh, snow and 30, 40 mile per hour winds over the past week here. So I wish they would have moved the, uh, they would have played that Buffalo Steelers game in the weather like that, because that's what we really deserve. All us humans have to walk outside in that. They should have to play in that. Uh, but yeah, no, just wishing everyone to be safe out there. Um, I got in a car accident yesterday. I am happy and alive and ready to make some money, because I have to pay a deductible um, either way. <laughs> so Let's go oh, NC State. Those are the let's worst. Go Pitt. Let's go Missouri. They are the worst, but that's why you pay insurance, that you can get that back if it's not your fault. So let's hope I'm not your <laughs> <the> fault.
3: <laughs> that's good. And we're glad you're safe. That's most important. We're very happy about that. Vaughn Dalzell of NBC Sports. Again, follow him on X at Sports. Vaughn, thank you so much for your time. We appreciate it. Appreciate you all. Best of luck today. You bet, you bet. This is BetQL Daily presented by BetMGM. Coming up next, we will take a look at the NBA card and update our futures bets because there is a lot to go over. Yeah, short card, but a lot of talk concerning the future. That's all coming up on the BetQL Network.
1: Look at one of them to get a triple double.
3: Well, Aaron, let me ask you about the Denver Nuggets here because when I look at their numbers for this season, especially over the last two weeks, offensively, I think it's safe to say they're on an uptick. Uh, They are fourth in points per 100 possessions, and that's fine. Nikola Jokic has certainly had those highlight reel passes. He's still a unicorn as far as I'm concerned. At the same time, though, When you look at, say, their four factors, the one that really stands out where they're leaving something to be desired is at the free throw line. They're not getting all that Mm -hmm. many calls. Maybe they're not driving to the rim all that much. And their opponents are getting to the line, so they are committing additional fouls. And I'm curious if that is more of a sign of, say, preservation, because the Nuggets know what the ceiling is. The ceiling is a championship. So do you feel like that they're not number one in the West, but they could finish at number one? And right now in January, it's more about preservation than it is flipping some kind of a switch and proving what they're capable of. 100%
1: I could definitely see that with this Nuggets team because I don't think they really care about you know what their record is right now they know who they are they have a lot of returning pieces and I think the ceiling is high they want another championship so I could see this is a team that is capable of flipping a switch right and whirling in Mm -hmm. January so I wouldn't be too worried about that and maybe that could even be the same like you know if you're trying to back the Nuggets you know like maybe they just They're just like, yeah, what I wouldn't say they're just completely coasting and foot off the gas. But maybe the regular season doesn't matter as much in a matchup like this.
0: But do you get an extra, extra strong effort tonight? Um, Jokic, uh, he's already the MVP favorite and he's going against Embiid out to prove like, no, no, still my league, still my award. And I'm going to come take it this year. Like, does does this match up, like, with voters when they see Embiid versus Jokic, don't they put a little bit more into this game?
1: Yeah, I think it, this would be yeah. a game they, they do get up for, you know. I mean, I, it, it's hard to say, like, Jokic, whenever you hear him talk, he, he just seems like... Eh, whatever. Like, I can't wait till I retire. And he's the best player. It's just unbelievable how he's just so lackadaisical about it. Like, I don't know if he wants another MVP, if that's on his radar, but he's just so good. He's probably going to get it.
0: I just think the great ones, they're looking for any slight and something like that he could take as like, you know what? No. Like he, uh-huh. And sometimes dog days, middle of the regular season, like you need a little extra motivation to hype yourself up for for just another night.
3: And not only that, Joe, but the next game for the Nuggets is on Friday mm-hmm. against the Celtics. Oh, boy. So we, you know, as much as you can, can go all out here because he's going to have those additional rest days before he takes on the best in the East. So, yes, it is a tough schedule, but the games are scattered okay. just enough to where it should be okay, and then following that is the Wizards on Sunday. So as far yeah. as the schedule goes, he can go all out and exert a lot this week going full well. Uh, you know, the challenges will get much easier going forward. How about we move on now to the Kings and the Suns. Phoenix, four-and-a-half-point favorites at home with a total of 243-and-a-half, Joe. What stands out to you here? <sighs>
0: Yeah, I'm interested in this spot tonight for Phoenix. Uh, you mentioned four and a half. Uh, the Kings have, have lost back-to-back games on the road. They're they're ending a five-game trip. Now, those road losses against tough competition. We're talking Philly-Milwaukee. Um, but Sacramento's taken out uh, Phoenix both times they played this year. That first one at Phoenix, 114-106, there was no KD. So let's not put too much into it but I don't think Phoenix is going to be in a spot where they want to start start off by losing to the Kings three times. I, I think this is a good spot to back Phoenix uh, in this one.
1: I do too. And unfortunately, the Kings seem to be like trending in the wrong direction. Uh, they're coming yeah. off – A pretty brutal loss. Like, I don't know if they're regressing what's going on with this team, but I think this is a good spot to back the Suns. I would look to Sabonis for a double-double and maybe put it in a parlay with Jokic because I do think you're going to need an all-out effort from him. But in terms of the spread, it's just tough to back this Kings team right now.
3: It is funny how, when we're talking about which team between the Kings and the Suns has strayed from preseason expectations more, I would argue it's Phoenix. Like, we were talking about the Suns possibly winning the whole thing because of the Kevin Durant acquisition and having a full offseason to work with everybody, yet I would say we were probably expecting a little bit of regression from the Kings that not that they were fraudulent a season ago, but they just couldn't keep up that offensive intensity to where, yeah, they could probably make the playoffs, but that's probably as good as it's going to get. There's not that next step for them. Unlike say the Mm -hmm. Suns, where they really should be contending for a championship. So in that respect, I'd say the Suns have strayed, from expectations, a good bit more. Yet at the same time, I probably like them in this spot just because the Kings are 14th and points scored per 100 possessions. It's a significant drop off, and regression comes for all of us. And I feel like that's a bigger force than say the injuries or new coaching staff or any of those other challenges the Suns have dealt with all season
4: long.
1: So I think this could be the turning point for the Suns. They've won Mm back-to-back games, and we have had high expectations for the Suns team, and I think now is the time that like, you've got to hit the gas right, and going into the playoffs. That chemistry has to keep getting better, and you have to keep winning, and I think I would be surprised if they're going to be on a winning streak that continues now and they are a team that does get hot because they finally found what's going to work for them as a team, and they're gelling.
0: You know, even though they're 21 and 18 on the year, they're not string when it comes to the title odds. Like think Jam has them in top five. They're right there with the Sixers at 12 to one. Like the highest number you'll see is 13 to one on Phoenix. So certainly not at a point, even though halfway through the season where people are selling on Phoenix, that has not happened yet.
3: There, there is more than ample time, and I think we kind of value that so much more, uh, even though certainly what they've done in the first half of the season leaves a little something to be desired at the same time. We still believe there is a switch for them, just like we were talking about with the Nuggets. So it'll be interesting to see uh, you know what they can achieve. How about the Thunder and the Clippers? I actually want to start a little bit by talking about OKC, proving that I have a little bit of self-discipline and I don't have to talk about LA teams all the time, but I want to talk about Shea Gilgis, <laughs> Alexander, because uh, Seth part now uh, on his podcast brought up a really interesting stat uh, with the rest of his group and got to talk about this with you guys, because this to me is, is amazing when it comes to SGA, he hasn't committed more than three turnovers in a game dating all the way back to Halloween. No more than three turnovers. He is a point guard. He always has the ball in his hands. He's 19th in minutes played, sixth in usage rate at more than 31%, three and a quarter assist to turnover ratio. The consistency and elite ball handling that we've seen from him is second to none, and it's one of the reasons why he has the second-shortest MVP odds, even though he has been a relative unknown compared with an MB, compared with a Giannis, compared with a Nikola Jokic. So I'm wondering what this means for the Thunder going forward, because there may not be value in betting on him to win MVP, but maybe there's value on betting the Thunder in this game as dogs, or maybe to win the division, the conference, something like that. What do you guys think?
0: yeah are we budging on so we're not budging on that like okay the value there's no value but right. just can we see it happening
4: mm-hmm.
0: can you can we see sga winning the mvp
3: i can yeah yeah it's, I can. it's different enough yeah point guard you know he's doing something different than the other big guys where it's possible these guys cancel each other out it's that new fresh thing that is, you know, a big storyline in the NBA.
0: Oh, boy. I I still can't see it. I mean... Really? It can. Of course, it can happen. I just don't think it's going to happen. Just, and part of it is the twists and turns that we see every year in the NBA. Like, the guys that are favored in January or second favorite are rarely, you know, end up being the favorite at the the very end. Um, I would just be surprised. I think the betting odds... And how voters are going to go in the end, maybe a little bit different. And I don't think we're at a Jokic fatigue stage, but maybe maybe that's what's happening with some. So hmm. I would end up being surprised, but I, I'm more interested in the Clippers side. So really? is, is this really happening? <laughs> are, are people just lining yes. up and betting the Clippers for the title? Like this is what we're I can't doing. Can't believe. We're now it. the fourth favorite. They're, I see him down to nine to one at some spots. Have fun. Mm-hmm. You guys have fun. I'm not interested. I've never been interested. This group and and now now you're adding, yeah, Harden and Russ. Oh, now that's going to bring us over the top. Not no thanks. Go ahead. I wonder money. if they'll
1: they'll just be like a good regular season team this year and then choke. In the playoffs. It would be so. You if they
3: did that. Or James Harden <laughs> doesn't have a history of that at all. This is Ben QL Daily, Can't presented wait. by BetMGM. Coming up next. Uh, coming up next, Isaac Trotter with his favorite <laughs> college basketball plays. Coming up on the Ben Network.